Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios of Relate365.com in the Northwoods of Wisconsin on the campus of Silver Birch Ranch, which is a place to get away, hang out, kind of check out <laughs> yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, but it's it's fun. And if you've been here before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, you should go check us out. Head over to silverbirchranch.org and you can do that. And we have a sister property too called Wolf River Refuge, which is a little bit more intimate than small right on the Wolf River. And that's uh, got some cozy cabins as well. And so you can always check wolfriverrefuge.org as a nice play if you need a prayer retreat or just a getaway with your family. Small group, getaways, family. Yep. You know, the other thing I want to encourage people, we're really working right now at developing an effective foster care ministry to help encourage those who are in foster cares, the families, the churches. So if you have a heart for that and you're in business, uh, contact us. Yeah. We, we want to talk to you about it because we are developing something that we hope will be useful in Wisconsin mm-hmm. to encourage churches and encourage families that love the Lord to be effective at uh, foster care and taking care of these young people in, in our culture. So uh, we're working on it. Uh, check out silvertrance.org. You can go to the info there and, you know, ask a question, say, I'm interested in the foster care thing. We'll have somebody get back to you. Because we're really working at trying to say, God, what can we do to a culture right now to help impact this culture to show them who you are? Mm -hmm. They just need to see who you are. Mm -hmm. It's not for me to convince anybody that God exists. It's for me to have them see somebody who knows God exists and ask questions. Mm -hmm. So I need to live with people. I need to live by them. I need to interact with them. I need to be able to, to be the, the David and Goliath, the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego type person. Where you see something, you go, okay, I'm going to go do that. Mm-hmm. And when it gets done, people look at it and go, that, that couldn't have been done. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, it could. The Red Sea got opened. Yeah. It wasn't because Moses was really good at magic and the other 10 plagues. And you go through the Bible and you see that during the most difficult times was the time where God was seen the clearest. Mm. And God used those times. So this next half hour or so, Jason, I want to I want to try and discuss with you, you're you're a younger guy, I'm an older guy. What can we do? What should we be looking at mm-hmm. to try and help our culture? understand God, Jesus, move forward with this whole mess that we're, we're in the middle of. And we are in a mess. I mean, right. when I think about it, think of the West Coast. Yep. Not just the riots and the buildings and the fires, the earthquakes. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go to the East Coast. <laughs> uh, let's think of the hurricanes and the, the Gulf Coast. Uh, yeah. And, and, and then everyone fleeing New York and it's like, oh, man, we're in a mess. Yeah. So what do we do? Despair isn't a fruit of the Spirit. Mm-mm. So what can we do? You have young children. I do. They're yep. growing up in this culture. Yep. What is your hope? What do you want to do? You know, I think one of the things that, that has always been valuable to me, but I think has become even more um, aware in the last several months with the whole coronavirus thing is really just the value of relationship. You know, and that's one thing that I've always encouraged my boys is that, um, you know, they're younger. And so they're learning even how to interact with people. Um, but there's something to that, um, you know, and, and we've always tried to limit it like, quote unquote, screen time and all that right. sort of stuff. And I think that's something I'm even starting to see in broader culture, you know, is, is I think everybody's getting zoomed out, computered out, which 
you know, until the coronavirus, you know, came along, I don't know if that was necessarily true. And so one of the things that, that I've enjoyed teaching my boys is to get out and, and just to, to do things with people, you know, and, and really it's, it's what we promote here at camp, you Absolutely. know, is, is the whole philosophy of come and, and, and get away, but do fun things in, in God's creation because that's how he created it. Right. You know, is to be with other people enjoying God's creation. Why? Because there's a unique thing that somehow in the way that he designed it, it points us back to him mm-hmm. and encourages us in the process. And, and that's one thing that I see over, the, over my experience over the last several months is, is, is that value of being outside, being relational. There's something to that. There is. And that's what I want my boys to see is that, you know, it's not about the gadgets. It's not about the gizmos. It's not about this, that, or the other. And we see that now. Because if you turn it on, you're, you're inundated with so much stuff that you don't need. You know, I mean, I think we're getting to the point where it's even painful to watch the news because you don't even know what to trust, what not to trust. You know, you don't even know if what that person says is true or that person says is true. Yep. Um, and so it's like, why even engage with that when you could just get outside and enjoy, you know, with people? And I think it's, it's somewhat amazing because, you know, as, as and here's an example. I found it, you know, we, for the last couple of years, we've been debating on whether or not to get a new trampoline. And we're like, well, let's just wait till the boys get a little bit older and all that sort of stuff. And so before anything even started, we're like, oh, this will be the year that we get it. And then coronavirus hit and it, we couldn't find a trampoline. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and from my understanding, I, I, I grew up down in the suburbs of Chicago and I was talking to my dad and my brother and he said, no matter where you went, all of the outdoor stuff in most of the stores was sold out. You couldn't buy a bike. You couldn't buy a fishing pole. And to me, I'm like, huh, no kidding. Yep. You know, and in my mind, I thought that was cool. Absolutely. You know, like, and I think that's whether coronavirus, there's good and bad things in my mind that can come out of it. You know, and people are like, well, what good can come out of it? In my mind, the fact that people are getting outdoors and unplugging, that's an amazing thing. You know, it, it often goes back to even the way that you grew up as a kid. You didn't need a screen to entertain you. You guys nope. found a, you know, a rock on the road and you made a game out of it, you know, yep. until your parents called you in for dinner at night. You know, that's the sort of thing that I love seeing in my boys is their creativity, their, their imagination. And so even as we've, we've gone over the last couple of months, just to be able to be outside and to tap into that a little bit. And I mean, last night I played wiffle ball with my boys and they just loved it. It was awesome. Cool. Um, and so as, as we engage well, in this call me next time you do that, I'll come over and play with you. Oh, there you go. There you go. And so as we engage in this, this discussion of, of values and, and things that especially don't change, you know, I would say within those relationships and, and, and the things that we value, God has designed us for a relationship. Yep. And I think a lot of us, regardless of where we're at, can, can understand that now because of the coronavirus. I mean, a lot of us knew that ahead of time, but I think some of us were reminded of it because of the lack of connection that we were able to have. And so I would encourage people to, to, to not only realize that, but to start embracing that, saying, all right, if I know and, and see the need for relationship now, what am I doing to make sure that I'm engaging in that need? Yeah, because it's so easy for us to disengage with the media. Right. It really is. Oh. And, and, you know, my dad, even when I was a kid, he limited us uh, with, and back then it was, you know, leave it to Beaver and all that stuff. It yeah. wasn't even really weird stuff but he, he limited us right and he basically said you go outside and figure something to do now there were times where two sons went out and got in plenty of trouble oh yeah and yet that was just part of the deal you yeah. know you grew up in the city you figured out what to do outside we became expert garbage pickers i mean we, oh i loved garbage we picking. were good i don't even know if kids know what that is anymore oh man i tell you i'm still good i'm oh, yeah. still good i still i have a smoker you threw out 
There you go. You know, it's still at my house. And here, here's what's funny. I went to a Menards, yeah. and, and I wanted to put some landscape timbers next to my garage. Yeah. So I go back to the desk back there, and this was like April, yeah. May. It was probably May. And I said, where are your landscape timbers? And the guy laughed at me. We haven't had those for weeks now. Mm-hmm. And I just go, oh, really? He goes, everybody's doing home projects. Get in line. And I thought, oh, didn't mean to be rude to me or anything, did you? But okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just looking for them. And I thought the same thing you did. Good for people. Yeah. They're outside swinging a hammer, doing a saw, doing something to improve the house. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the whole process, though, it's funny because I do have landscape timbers there now because Linda knew I would do this. I went over to our camp dump. You know, we have a little place where we just throw stuff that eventually will burn. And I yeah. was looking for old ones that we discarded that I could cut that still had good pieces to them. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I found them. There you go. And I put it in, and she came home. I surprised her, and she just looks at me like, yeah, that was garbage. Yep. And, and not only that, while I was there, uh, one of our neighbors, who you know my neighbor there, threw out a bunch of hosta. Oh, yeah. So it was just in a pile over on our dirt pile. We keep a dirt pile for doing different things. And I looked at that and go, okay. So I grabbed the hosta and I replanted that. So everything in there is from the garbage. There you go. It, it basically, it didn't cost us a dime. And uh, of course, it's now you come to my house, you're going to say, what a dump. You know what I mean? You're, you're basically taking people's garbage and recycling it here. Um, <laughs> but, but you know what? It's fun for me. Because oh, yeah. it's like, well, okay, I can't get it there. How do I do this then? Yep. Uh, so I go out and I try and figure it out some other way. I don't think that's bad for mm-hmm. us. I think... The interaction with family forcing us is better. Uh, you mentioned Zoom earlier. The kids this summer, the ones that I talked to, relentlessly made fun of Zoom. Oh, totally. They do not like it. So anybody that thinks, any teacher, administrator, right. I don't that think thinks, any. I, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, if you're listening, but I haven't met anybody that says Zoom is awesome. Yep. <laughs> I was, Maybe before the coronavirus, but now that this has come along, I think that's almost like next to a curse word. Oh, they made fun of it. And, you know, I did one Zoom call, and I don't ever want to do another one. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Oh, yeah. So I know, I know, I'm, I know, shake your head. I'm an old guy. You just don't want to do it. I, I'm not that much into FaceTime phone calls either. Right. You know either, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Either I don't know I. why you need to kind of look up my nose while I'm talking. I'm, I'm not sure why that's necessary. Um, when we could just talk and yep. I, I don't have to look, you don't have to look at me. Um, it's not that I'm trying to scare you or anything. It's just why I don't get it at my age, why we need to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that the technology part is it, people have had enough news. I used to watch more news oh, now. Uh, you know, I watch cooking shows. There you go. And, and I'm thinking, I'm going to learn to cook then. So, again, it's not bad. Yep, yep. Well, you're we'll trying see. to. We'll see. Well, <laughs> <Don't you? laughs> I took a picture the other night of some bluegills I put on the plate because I was influenced by Chopped Jr. Oh. And, uh, so you and made bluegill? I, well, I did the bluegills and I, I made it look really cool. I worked on my own presentation. Now, my did wife you? doesn't eat fish, so it was for me. Oh, there <laughs> so, you go. So I had nobody to give it to but me. So I put it down in front of me and go, look at this. How That's nice. But, but it's because of my influence of not watching the news. I'm watching. Yeah, cooking. Uh, I would never think of combining things that some of those kids on that program combined. So sure. um, I'm learning a whole new world there. Those are the positives that come out of something like Absolutely. this. Absolutely. You know, if we can be people who start enjoying our families more, mm-hmm. that's not a negative. Right. 
if we can be people who value face-to-face relationships more, mm-hmm. that's not a negative. Yeah. In fact, what we might find is that we're readjusting our lives to include more of those things, mm-hmm. which again is not a negative. Right. It might also mean that we're more conscious about if we're sick, we stay home. Mm-hmm. That's not a negative. We might be more conscious of making sure that if we're with somebody, we wash our hands, and that's not a negative. Mm-hmm. So this whole virus thing, it's not 100% negative. I think it's the fear factor that made it negative. Mm-hmm. When you're closing businesses down, you're closing ministries down, you're, you're actually not even leaving your home, especially those who live in an urban area and live in a high-rise or something. I think then it becomes dangerous at right. that point. Right. And that's what I think we have to teach. I mean, what your kids are learning right now is that time spent with family and others is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing I want to ask, that your kids in the summer have a contact with a lot of college kids, high school kids. Yeah, they do. Um, some of it, I think, is probably really healthy. Yep. Some of it may not be as healthy. Oh, yeah. It depends, again, on the person. This is um, very true, and we've, uh, faced, we've faced that. Yeah. And, and bottom line really is, though, what I've learned through the years is that as young people grow up in a family, even a family where mom and dad are, are doing the best they can, they love their kids, they love the Lord, it's really important that you have a support group of adults outside your family. Absolutely. I, I've always labeled them the significant other adults. Yep. And if you have a network of significant other adults that you can trust, you need to let your kid be with them. Mm-hmm. Because they need the reinforcement from outside your family of another trusting adult that will say the things that you say, do the, maybe a different way, maybe a different language, maybe, you know, but they should be involved in the lives of other adults. And, and that's one of the reasons I love Christian camping so much. Mm-hmm. Because if you're listening today, you can come up to Silver Birch Ranch. If you have a, a child that's eight years old, let's say, nine years old, and you want them to go to camp, you can come to camp and be a counselor for them. Mm-hmm. You can have your child invite somebody else to camp. And they can come up to camp. Now, now here's what happens. You're trusted because you're the parent, and you should be trusted, and, and hopefully you're not doing anything to break that. Mm-hmm. But you're the one who's trusted by the other family. You come up, now all of a sudden you become a significant adult in some other child's life mm-hmm. who get to point them to Jesus. Right. That's valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing to me. You get adults up here with kids, and they do stuff together. They do uh, horseback riding. They do paintball. They do zip line. They do water skiing, they do water tubing, they do river stuff, they do. And all of a sudden, there's a connection to that other adult. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you did stuff. That's all. Right. Uh, your kids, I have a connection with because I brought out a puppet. Yep, you do. It's, it's weird. It, you did stuff. Mm-hmm. Just that. Right. And all of a sudden, hey, he's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I drive a gator. There's two other young boys in the neighborhood, and if without that, they wouldn't talk to me. Oh, man, they, they're infatuated with yeah, But they wouldn't talk to me before that. <laughs> so all of a sudden, I had a gator, and, and you want to go for a ride? And it's like, they did, but they didn't think they liked me. Oh, yeah. So they had to figure out with mom and dad whether they liked me. <laughs> you know, but eventually, they got in, and now they run up to me, gator, gator, can we go for it? It's, it's like, 
Okay. Yep. Once again, all I want to do in their life, your kids' lives, all I want to do is be the old safe guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to say anything that the parents are going to be offended by. I'm not going to do anything that the – and, and, and that, believe it or not, is invaluable for a child when they grow up because there's going to come a time where children struggle. They know what mom and dad are going to say. Mm-hmm. They really need someone from the outside to talk to. Mm. And that's when the significant other adult becomes very significant and, and when actually it can have a great impact. But if you are one of those, you have to think in those terms. Like if, if I were talking to your children, I have to keep thinking, how do I represent Christ and mom and dad well? Mm-hmm. Not how do I give them advice where they go home and tell mom and dad they're wrong? Right. You know, that, that's not helpful. Mm-hmm. If I think you're wrong in something, I don't need to go through the children to talk to you. Mm-hmm. I need to talk to you. You know, and that's a whole nother discussion. It may be another program we should do. And I, I want to know, I firmly believe that everybody in the world, every Christian even, is dealing with some deception because mm-hmm. that's how Satan works. Yep. But first you have to admit that. So then how do you set up so that you're not taken by it? Mm-hmm. And most people don't have a plan for that. So they never get over it. They mm-hmm. never realize they've been deceived on anything because they don't have a way to check everything. Mm-hmm. And they just keep reaffirming whatever they believe. Yeah. Um, that's where significant other adults come in. Camping, different ministries. And, and I know some of you are thinking right away, that's also where abuse can happen. Yep. You're absolutely right. We take this very seriously, and we realize people are sinful. Mm-hmm. So we really need to do the best we can to keep safeguards in place and do things the best that we can. But if, I were, if you were to ask me if I could guarantee 100% that somebody's not going to be hurt, or I can't do that. Right. I can work knowing that it's very possible because everybody's sinful, mm-hmm. but I can't guarantee anything. And I think all of us need to be on the same page taking uh, responsibility for helping the next generation understand who God is with whatever role God gives us. If you're an old guy like me, you, you just act like an old guy and do what you do and include kids in it when they let you. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's an important aspect that people are even learning from the virus. I mean, they can't do much, so they have to look at the neighbor guy in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Neighbor guy might be 90 years old planting a tulip, you know? I mean, all of a sudden there's a, hey, what are you doing? Kind mm-hmm. of thing, and you never spoke to him before. Right, right. Uh, but now you're stuck in your backyard, so you gotta, you're desperate. Talk to the person next to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. If That's you right. live in that environment, we yeah. live in the woods. So yeah, and I think I think that's that's it's so important. You know, as as we as we, obviously, I'm sure people are getting sick of talking about coronavirus and stuff. But I think it's at the point where it's like, all right, what what can I make out of this? And that's where that's where the discussion needs to go. You know, and you need to be able to, to yes, there's no vaccine at the moment, but you you still need to take a step forward and be like, all right, how am I going to engage? You know, and for everybody that's different, because I realize there's a spectrum, you know, and, and even where you live, there might be a spectrum. You know, it's different for us here in Wisconsin in the middle of nowhere than if we were to be in the middle of downtown Chicago. Right. You know, and and so wherever you are, just look for the opportunities where you can engage in in the things that you've learned to value over the last couple of months, you know, whether it was because you didn't have a choice or because through it, you're like, man, I didn't realize how much I actually enjoyed being with people. And now I just want to be with people. 
yeah. and find ways to do that. You know, because in most cases, you could still get together right now in a lot of states with, you know, other people. Right. You know, you know, it's not like we're locked down anymore. Yep. And so get out and get with people, you know, find a core group that you can pour into and have those relationships and push each other. You know, that's one thing, as you just talked about significant other people, you know, it's not even just in a kid's sense, you know, even as adults, I think it's important to have Absolutely. other people that, that are in your life and, and share with you. And so if you're listening and you don't have those other people that can, you know, ask you the tough questions, you know, or to, or to push you, you know, I, I would encourage you to get those people that you could just have real, honest, raw conversations with, where even if you end up disagreeing in a conversation, you could still have a respect and healthy conversations. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And so um, it's not just if you're parents, it's if you're anybody. I think you have to have significant other people in your life that can always remind us of truth. You know, I mean, you look in scripture and, and, and Jesus surrounded himself with 12 disciples. Now he was the one kind of teaching them, but then those guys clung together afterwards, you know, yeah. and I'm sure that they encouraged each other, helped each other. Um, yeah. And, and, one, and one of the things. things you want to make sure to do is the people included in your life, there, there's got to be people in your life that care for you, but they don't have an agenda. Right. hundred percent. You know, if they're trying to sell you something, there's an agenda. Right. Or if they're trying to get something out of you. That's right. So those aren't what we're talking about. Yeah. That's not right. That's not it. Yeah. You know, what, what you really want to be able to do is enjoy people and have a certain amount of people in your circle, which aren't going to be a hundred that basically you can count on to be honest with you and, and don't have an agenda. They, they're not saying, I really need you to do this for me. Mm -hmm. And that's why the significant other adults important for kids. Yeah. Because sometimes parents actually have an agenda. Mm. They have to look good. Yeah. Okay, well, that's an agenda, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. You don't always look good. You, right. If you're raising kids, I want to tell you something. <laughs> you're not always going to look good. I'm offended by that. Yeah. No, I'm you, you're not. <laughs> oh, my brother and I, we, you know, my dad, my dad always rewarded creativity. So, we, you know, garbage picking day, whatever. If we needed a part, we, we ended up building this go-kart, went 35 miles an hour and and, uh, you know, because we found somebody actually threw out a frame of a go-kart. Oh, wow. In Chicago in the alley. And we took it, took it home. And my dad knew what it was. And he said, oh, man, that's cool. So he started to tell us, oh, you know, we can get a lawnmower engine. Look for an old lawnmower someone throws out. Mm -hmm. You know, it still runs. So we found one of those. And we got a lawnmower engine. And we, you know, he, he would buy us the little pieces yeah. that we'd need, a pulley, the, you know, and kind of, but it would make us put it together. Mm -hmm. kind of thing and our next door neighbor was kind of mechanical he's a greaser back in that day so yep. he, he had a hot rod car and, and so we put it together and then we went we actually went into the school parking lot the high school was across the street from us and they had a parking lot and back then they had um all the stripes like a road on the parking lot because they taught driver's ed driver's ed yep in there and so they had people not from the school but on weekends they'd have parents there teaching their kids mm -hmm. and so my brother and i got this go-kart we're just buzzing these cars you know, they're teaching their kids, and we're buzzing around them. <laughs> and uh, my brother, I was on it, and I was buzzing around. I was just following him. He was two years older. And so, you know, he would do more daring things, and I would yeah. get in the go-kart, and I would imitate him. And so this guy gets out of the car, gets his daughter, who's teaching, and the other one, and he starts chasing me on the go-kart with his car. <laughs> and uh, and the, the little cement pylons were big enough so that, or spread out enough so the go-kart just fit. Oh, okay. And the car wouldn't. So I just buzzed right through one of them. 
you know, and the guy had to stop and he's cursing me out. My brother goes up there. He's, we're just young kids. He goes oh. up there and starts yelling back at him. And then my dad had to come out and like, what are you guys doing? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> nothing, dad, no, yeah. not, nothing going on here. Yep. But it's not, you know, my dad in one way was, was proud of us. We created a go-kart. Yeah. In another way, he realized, okay, boys, you probably shouldn't be buzzing, you know, student drivers. Mm-hmm. Um, not a good habit. Yeah. Uh, and, and I remember once we had the go-kart in the alley, and, like, most of the men in the, in the block were out, and we were giving them rides. Yeah. Because they were all critiquing how we put it together. I mean, but up and down the alley. Yeah. And all of a sudden, uh, I'm, I'm down the alley where my brother was. I can't remember who. And he said, hey, a cop's coming. And they, they didn't like go-karts um, <laughs> back then. So my brother drives. It was my brother. He drives it right into the garage, and we hit the door, and it closes, and police pulls up. There's all these men in the standing in the alley with us. Yeah. You know, it was really funny to watch because <laughs> there's these two kids with a go-kart and all these men playing with it. Yeah. And the cop goes, who owns that go-kart? And the men are going, what go-kart? You know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> Blamed up. No, again, my dad... Yeah, it's like, oh, my kids are breaking the law. They have the whole neighborhood breaking the law. <laughs> uh, I'm the pastor on the block. Yep, yep. And uh, anyway, there, there was one guy, and all the other guys got real mad at him, so that's how that worked. There's one guy that, that just hated anyone having fun on our block, uh-huh. and he had called the police because oh, we were all out there racing this go-kart up and down the alley. You know, there are times if you raise kids where you just roll your eyes. Mm-hmm. And you realize they're kids. Right. Let's learn how to do these things appropriately. Right. You know, and, you, and even that's a lesson. You know, that's, yeah. having three boys at home, that's a lesson that I've had to learn is that at some point, you know, here and there, they're going to be boys and do things. Yes. And I need to know that, okay, that, that's okay. So if somebody comes to you and, and uses that for an excuse, th- or they say, that's just an excuse, they're just boys, so you're not going to correct them. What, what do you? Say about no, that. I mean, not that you choose your battles, but there's some things that's like, you know what, I think they're, they're going to learn, right? you know, and, and that's where they need to have even a little bit of space to learn, you know, in a, in a safe environment. Yeah, they're going to come back muddy. They're going right. to, they're, they're going to come back muddy. They're, they're going to, you had one get stitches this I last week. I did, I did, yep. And that's just part of life, you know, and it's just like, all right, I could have told you not to go do that yeah. or, or go in that place, but, you know, it's just part of the learning process. Yeah, and I, I think we have to be careful. Again, we should have significant other adults in our life, so if we feel like things are out of control, you need to look at someone older and say, what do you think? Yeah. If you ask me, I would go, get them stitches. Mm-hmm. Tell them, you probably shouldn't do that again, Yeah. whatever it was. I don't even know what he did. But it's like, you know what? It, you need to go through a certain amount of experiences so that when mom or dad say something mm-hmm. here's advice and we're running out of time but the advice i give young parents is while they're still under your roof pray that they make every mistake in the book yeah because once they're out there's nobody to help them yeah that's true. and and so you got to look at it that way and i right. hope you do absolutely 
Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for our discussion today. I encourage you to head over to Relate365.com. And you could uh, re-listen to this if you found something encouraging or even check out um, other episodes of our Younger and Older series. Or there's a few other series of podcasts that we do, and I encourage you to check those out and just look for ways to even share them with your friends or be encouraged. Um, That's really our goal is just to come alongside you, encourage you, and, and point you to truth in the best way that we can as we have discussions. Um, But we thank you for joining us. This is Jason and Dave hanging out here on Younger and Older, and we will see you here next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Goodbye.